0: Hey, we are live again tonight. Very special guest, Jack Carr. I've had him on a show before. We actually did an announcement when uh, when we heard the great news that Chris Pratt's going to be representing his character from his books. It's um, kind of probably in limbo right now with everything going on, but we're going to keep this show positive tonight. I have my very, very special co-host, Amelia Piccolo. Hi. Mm-hmm. And we have Jack, we have AJ from the Smoke Pit podcast on tonight from Pop Smoke Official. He's going to be my guest host. John, unfortunately, could not make it because he is out in the middle of nowhere. He's on his way down to Montana right now and will be on a show on Monday, uh, not Monday, Friday. So anyway, big shout out to um, to John for Safe Travels tonight. And before we get the show going, I want to give a shout out to OSD, Outperform, Serve, and Develop. I am their director of corporate philanthropy. Um And it's tough raising money for for charities out there. So if you guys can do anything past the word about OSD, we are OSD.org. Great organization, just helping vets connect. Especially now, we do a lot of stuff, a lot, a lot of stuff with um, connecting vets with gaming systems, Xbox and everything. So please check that out. Without further ado, I'm going to bring on my guest host, AJ and the infamous, world-renowned, best-selling author. Jack Carr, what's happening,
1: guys? How's it going?
0: Here we go. What's up, guys? How's it going? So John
1: couldn't make it, but I do have his uh, his books right here. Bam, hidden
0: war <laughs> and war <laughs> and wills, right there. Bam. I didn't read his second book. Oh, second one's hidden war. It's by the one. That oh, hold in. on a second. I gotta ask him a question here, real quick. M, what have you been reading all day? Here, you want to show him. Oh, oh, hey, there it is. Uh-huh. Savage
1: Sun, awesome, love it.
0: <laughs> no, she hasn't really, but uh, and what have you really been reading? She's been reading Max's book. So, M hangs out with me, she'll ask you guys some questions later on. But before we get started, that is one thing I really want to give a shout out to is Savage Sun. Um, <laughs> I'm a huge Audible fan, but with everything going on right now, I don't have a commute. And uh, Jack, man, your characters, man, this is your series is my favorite. So anybody out there, Mark Greeney, I'm sorry, brother. Um, <laughs> I do like the gray man, but but Jack's Jack's got you, man. Wow. So, Jack, what's going on, man? How are you making out out there?
1: All is well. Yeah, just uh, we're locked in the house with the kids like everybody else. So they are helping me. Write book four, uh, which is uh, actually not that much help, if you can imagine. So, uh, yeah, it's crazy just trying to figure all that out, uh, not having any breaks during the day for uh, uh, just to have a uh, uninterrupted thought, which is probably the most important part of writing is to, for me anyway, is to just be able to write uninterrupted because those Man, those interruptions just get you. They kill you. So uh, so I'm going to have to after this book tour, uh, virtual book tour, uh, I'm going to have to disappear and head to the mountains in a little cabin I have access to and just ride up there for a, for a little while. But uh, for now, it's all about trying to adapt to this changing environment, adapt to these changing conditions and figure out how to write uh, or publish a book uh, on what may be the apex of this crisis in mid April. So it's an interesting time to launch anything, I'm sure. Um, and you know what, there, there are definitely worse things in life than to be launching your book in the middle of this thing. It's just a, trying to figure out how to do it in a way that helps the most people and they get the, uh, get the other books out there for everybody to read as they're locked down or whatever it may be. So uh, just trying to help out the independent bookstores, do some limited edition stuff through them that you can only do through them and uh, try to help them out because they're, they're really struggling during these times.
0: Yeah, absolutely, um, and that's the big thing about books, and the big thing is, I and I didn't realize this until I, I started writing and stuff like that, and then started interviewing all you guys and girls, is that the book week, the launch week is huge, man, it's like, that's kind of where you get the, all the promo, that's where you get the lists, and it helps out with these small bookstores, too, like, everybody always liked the Poison Pen and, and everything else like that, it's just kind of like, wow, man, this is this is unprecedented times. Yeah. And their doors are shut and, you
1: know, that's the, that's the word of mouth really there. And now it's, uh, you know, that's compounded by everyone's social media. So it's really, yeah, it's the books, it's the connection, it's the content, it's the word of mouth. It's everything. That uh, that you get during the big push of, uh, of launch week, and this time it's going to be you know <laughs> people are focused elsewhere. People are worried about uh, where the next paycheck is coming from. They're worried about uh, their retirement funds. They are worried about their health. They're dying. Their their relatives catching this thing, and obviously you know markets that are at uh, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. So anyway, doing the best I can to help out these independent bookstores and, and launch a book and and do it in an appropriate way. And here's the independent bookstore I would launch around this uh, next week or so where's my camera uh so the, ones, the book plates will be going out just from independent bookstores that uh have really oh, that's awesome. any uh, independent bookstore that wants to, to reach out and, and do it but i think we have like 15 of them now and i'll be talking uh promoting all those, giving them graphics and videos and that sort of thing. So they don't have to post about other bookstores. They can hit their audiences um, and and people that want to help out their particular bookstore because they're local and some of them are doing home delivery services and that sort of thing. So just going to try to help out as, as best I can.
0: Yeah, and I and I told your uh, your publicist and everybody else that the podcast community will definitely help out. That's one of the reasons I wanted to have AJ on tonight, too, as a guest. Host. AJ has an incredible background as a Marine. He also is part of a very, very, very hugely popular podcast called the Smoke Pit Podcast. So AJ, let's hear from you, brother. Let's let's talk about you for for a minute, hear your background and hear about the uh, about your podcast. I'd like to promote that as well, man.
2: Well, I uh, originally spent eight years in the Marine Corps. We did most of it. Uh, uh in the infantry. I say we because my the primary host uh Dan Sharp and myself spent almost the entire time we were in, in the same units accidentally. Uh, we actually we were in different units. We went to Afghanistan as I was coming out he was coming in we bumped into each other on Leatherneck, which neck was pretty neat. Um, and after we got out he stayed in for another four years he got out and uh sat on the couch one day in my house when I was home on leave and said hey we should do a podcast. And uh, we tried to do it with his phone just laying on his chest and we started yelling at each other and it did not go well. So we had to do some research and and, uh, he's doing a pretty good job of of kickstarting it. Uh, But our whole deal is we try to bring a conversation to veterans that is natural to them. Uh, You could sit here and preach and say, okay, well, you should do this and you should do that. But if it doesn't come naturally to them, it's like trying to speak to at risk kids. And you've never risked anything in your life. They're not going to respond to you, right? You have to have some kind of something to, to give that, give to them, to get them to understand that you understand where they're coming from. And I think that's been the big part of our success is people listen to our show and there's a lot of ridiculousness on the show. But every once in a while we get to interject something useful and people respond really well to that. And, uh, yeah.
0: That's awesome, brother. And, you know, the other reason to have you on with Jack at the same time is what I like to call cross pollination. Jack has a new book coming out called Savage Son. I put it up before. Um, I am lucky, one of the lucky people that I've I've received an advanced reader copy of it. And, uh, you know, the more people can get out there to read awesome books because we have some people have some time right now. Obviously, a lot of people are working. A lot of people have to go out there, and some people, unfortunately, don't have the luxury of of employment at this time. So the reason I wanted to have a show like this is so we can talk about things like this. We can talk about books. We can talk about anything. Send a positive message out to the community. And the reason I wanted to have Jack on is because Jack went on on the air today and was talking about, you know, how this is affecting him, and what we can do to kind of remain in that the right mindset. So, Jack, if you don't mind like just kind of elaborating on on kind of what you think, that'd be perfect, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, this is a an opportunity really to, to test our levels of preparedness. And for everybody, it's going to be different. Um, some people are going to, you know, some people aren't prepared at all for anything uh, because we've gotten a little bit soft over the years. And uh, a lot of people expect the government to do everything for them, uh, from protect them, to put out fires if there happens to be one, um, and everything in between. So, Uh, this really gives us a chance to say, oh, wow, what? And it's a wake-up call for a lot of people as well. Uh, And what happens if they pick up the phone to dial 911 and there's no one there? It's even worse than the police are minutes away when, seconds count. Um, and what happens, it does the kids know how to use fire extinguishers in the house. Does anybody, if we slice our finger cutting, making something for dinner, do we have to go to the hospital or now maybe overrun with, uh, COVID-19 patients and we don't want to go there do We need to be a little more self-reliant. So it's a good time for people. Cause we are going to get through this. We're going to get past this. Um, and we're going to learn a lot from it, both at the strategic level and the governmental level, uh, right down to us at the individual family community level, at the tactical level. Uh, so really taking notes and then take ma- taking action on those notes when you can. So for those people that think, oh, wow, you know what? I would have felt a lot better if I had a firearm in the house and I actually knew how to use it. Uh, that might be something I'm going to do in the future. And they should take action on that um, as soon as they possibly can. Or maybe someone says, oh, you know what? I've been meaning to have some water in the house in case of an earthquake or a tornado or whatever it is for years, and I didn't do it. And now, wow, look at the line around the block at the grocery store. What if I couldn't get water, you know, some bottled water? What if my the stuff coming out of my faucet is, is undrinkable? Do I have a way to filter it? Just those questions like that, just taking notes, being prepared, and then realizing that, hey, once you have that level of preparedness, the very basic level of preparedness, it allows you to focus your bandwidth on those things that really matter uh, on solving those problems at hand. So doing that and then being able to help your neighbor, someone maybe that isn't as prepared, or in this case, maybe someone that is really prepared, but they happen to be older. And uh, they happen to be in that risk category, that risk group where they can't go down and do things on their own, or it's just not quite as safe. And maybe you can help them out as well and check in on them. So it's really about being prepared as an individual, as a family, and then more broadly as neighbors and as a community. So um, I think it's a really good opportunity for people to take a breath and realize that hey, we have gotten maybe a little soft in this country, and what is up to us as individuals, as Americans, is to be a, a little more self reliant. and uh, And what can we do to to do to to be ready for us and our families in case something else was to happen in the future? And what if you compound this with terrorist attack, with an earthquake, with a flood, with a tsunami, uh, any of those things? Um, I mean. That, that could be a bad situation. So really just having that basic level of preparedness is not hoarding. It's not crazy and prepping. All it is is allowing you to focus your bandwidth uh, on solving problems, on adapting, on being creative, on helping others. That's really all it is.
0: It, that's the other reason. And, and AG, I'll let you go here in a second, man, because I know you have some great comments because you've been in emergency preparedness field for a while, not just as, as everything else, but you know, Jack, I'm glad you brought that up, man, because the reality is we have gone soft. I I've gone soft. Jeez, man, uh, post, post war and everything else. I I haven't been the same person I was when I was in the early two thousands. But the other thing is too, is you kind of take a, take a step back and you look at the, the history of our country is only, you know, really, you know, less than 150 years ago, we were still exploring. We were still out in the wilderness. We were still hunting and gathering in a way, you know, we still had the, the system where we had, to, you know, a lot of the country did have to go out there and hunt. It wasn't always just, hey, I go to the grocery store and bam, here, I'm going to get what I need. So we're really an early country. We're really not that old. And it kind of, it feels like we've, we've kind of have gotten a little soft. And now is this kind of like a wake-up call where we do have to look at, not just for ourselves and our family and everything, but our loved ones, our, our people down the road, our neighbors, everybody, we're all in this together. See, and I like that. And it's, it's good that we brought up opportunity. Jared, you
2: hit the nail on the head. Um, one of the things is you've got all the time. And, and it's unfortunate some people are unemployed, and there's nothing to do about that. Uh, if you're unemployed, you've got you to gotta figure out where the next paycheck is coming from, where your resources are coming from. But there's a lot of people who are in, for example, telework, or their you know, bosses or their jobs have done a really good job of uh, trying to take care of them in the situation that they're in. Um, in a few minutes but you have this whole blank time that you didn't have before so i used to work uh well i do work i work eight hours a day uh, on a government job and it takes me two hours to get to the facility and two hours to get home every day so that's uh 12 hours of my day gone and i all of a sudden find myself with my daughter upstairs and i've got nothing to do for 12 hours i've got eight hours of telework but I can do that with her in the room and it's fine. So I have the opportunity to say, she asked me the other day, she said, Dad, can you teach me some medical stuff? And I said, Absolutely, we're starting Teach Triple C on Monday. Because oh. why not? You've got the opportunity. The internet's explosive in the amount of information it's got. And especially now that we've gotten this situation, how many countries, I'm sorry, how many um, uh, colleges and organizations have opened themselves up and now you can take like harvard's got their whole libraries open online now just so you can go digging around and we can just find all sorts of resources and start learning and start spending more time uh getting to understand each other our limits our weaknesses our strengths and reinforcing them as best as we can and uh especially the veteran community uh, the three of us and, and a lot of the listeners out there you are uniquely qualified however long you've been out you are uniquely qualified with your knowledge, experience, understanding to help out everyone around you and get them spun up, spun up. Like, take care of the old lady that lives next door to you and say, hey, if you need something, I got you. Or if you got kids, hey, get in here, stop playing Xbox for 20 minutes. Let me teach you how a tourniquet works to, in case something happens. So, Jack, you hit the nail on the head. And it's an unfortunate situation that it brought, or that it took this. It took getting to this point to where we had to stop collectively as a nation and say, what are we doing? Like, what, what can we do better? And why are we having so many troubles? Right. All we, all we really have to do is stay six feet away from each other and pay attention to our surroundings and take care of ourselves. Why is this so hard?
0: I agree, brother. It's that six feet apart. And uh, unfortunately there is no, unfortunately I like the six feet apart in I may broadcast all over the place, but I'm such an introvert when it comes to, you know, you could find me on my couch as long as I, I could find an area, just like Jack, where I could write a little bit and get a, a clear trade and thought. It's out well, there, man. Uh, there's something I was Jack, thinking about we... the other day. I'm sorry. Oh, go mean, no, go ahead. My, my,
2: my thought the other day was spending as much time as I did in the Middle East, as much as it, it's hard for Westerners to get used to the level of closeness, right? like kissing on the cheek and standing right here when they talk to you. And then now as much as you experience that personal bubble infringement over there and you you're you like, Oh, Americans aren't like that. And now we have trouble standing six feet apart.
0: I agree, brother. It's, it's a different world. Um, but I keep saying that every night it is a different world. And now we're, we're learning that it's been different for a little while now and every night there's something new to adapt to. We're learning to adapt. We're learning to come together as a core group of just human beings, and uh, that's kind of the, you know why I, I did this show. It's going to be every night, seven p.m. I'm going to throw a little quick promotion out there. I don't get paid for any of this. I just want to run this show until this is over with. I want great guests like you both, uh, and I want to hear your perspectives. Jack, how are you? You know, you're writing. You got a book coming out. You've been, you've you've had a. A different career we've talked about this on a podcast we talked about this when we heard about the big news about a tv series coming up um but the thing is you've had a different career man you've been in that that i, I like to say the tip of the spear the operator the the man of action and now you're you're with your family um it's different i'd imagine now you're home you're not you're not going to be called up uh you have to deal with a lot of different things. How are you dealing with just the stress of everyday life now?
1: <laughs> well, there's a, a lot harder in <laughs> um, and a lot easier than others. But uh, for me personally, I don't, uh, I don't miss the past life. It was, uh, it was a good solid run while it lasted, but then I made the conscious decision to leave that life behind and move on to this next one. So it's, uh, it wasn't like I, it's not like I, think back and say, oh, maybe I should have stayed in or what if I'd stayed in or anything like that. I, I was completely ready to move on. It was a, there was nothing else I wanted to do in the military. I f- felt like my family needed me, and so the decision was easy. Um, it's time to get out and take care of my family and then focus forward. That's it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, being at home all the time, there's definitely challenges there just like for, for anybody else, but uh, none of those challenges revolve around me uh, wondering if I made the right decision anywhere. Uh, along the path. Um, we're all in on trying to make this, uh, uh, this new profession work out, uh, just like I do with everything else. So I went all in and looked at it like I do anything on the battlefield, like I did anything on the battlefield, uh, which is, hey, looking for those emerging opportunities, capitalizing on momentum, adapting faster than the enemy. Um, and in this case, if I mess something up, you know what, the, it, the consequences are not dire at all. It's, uh, it's OK. You just take a breath and then you learn and you move forward again, uh, get back up and keep moving forward. Uh, so there's a lot less stress as far as that stuff goes. No one's coming home in a body bag if I make the wrong decision um, or if I make the right decision, which is also also happens, obviously, as you guys both know. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's all about moving forward and uh, doing the best I can to be a good example for the kids and um, and uh, make this make the life we want, essentially.
0: And you know, I, I, I'm not, this isn't a promotion podcast, David. I told you I wasn't going to be promoting anything, but one thing about books is they are an escape and it's, it's like a, a different reality. It's almost like watching a movie. A lot of people are binging Netflix or everything else, but I ask if you're out there and you find a good author, just take a deep look into what they're, where they come from and then read what they're saying. Cause Jack, you come out everything you said right now comes out on your paper through your character. Um and it does. And you could tell and we, and we've talked about this before in a podcast about you have a different life ago. We all a lot of us have. Same thing with AJ, same thing with me. Um I didn't think my law enforcement career would end you know, basically on quarantine because I'm I I hit my 20 plus years, but uh it is. And my days of action, and, and AJ, you might have some more days of action, but now it's, it's back to the family. It's back to just kind of uh, being what we are. It's we're core uh, human family members, and we're just here to get through the next day and kind of band together. And that same same vein, I think it's my responsibility
1: as a a husband, a father and a citizen uh, to be prepared or as prepared as I can be uh, for situations like this or similar to this that we find ourselves in right now. So uh, one, yes. We are taking care of our family, uh, but also we're providing that example to the kids for them to say, Oh, wow, look at, look at, we were prepared. Well, that's why we have the water here. That's why my dad took us out hunting. That's why we have this stuff in the freezer from the last, uh, you know, the last year with moose and elk or whatever else. Um, that's, that's why we're self reliant. That's why we learned how to put on tourniquets all those, you know, years ago. Um, like, I get it now. Um, so, it's uh, it's you know, it's, the kids are going to look back on this time in their lives. And for us, it's been important to make them part of the team. So not just to dictate a schedule and this is what we're going to do, but to bring them into that process. So uh, they're helping build that schedule. If something's not working out, we're morphing it. A little bit because we're all learning right now we have school work we have reading time we have physical activity uh, trying to work on the guitar there, trying to work in some arts and crafts stuff in there um, as you know we have a special needs middle child so we're trying to figure out how, how does that work when we don't have anybody that can come and and give us a little respite for the for the day or an hour to run somewhere to do an errand or whatever it may be so we're all learning we're all adapting we're all figuring it out um, but Trying to do it just like I would in the military. As uh, hey, we're all part of this team. We're all contributors to this. We're um, uh, we're going to be as successful as we can be because of the input uh, and the effort of everybody here and in, that's involved. Um, in this case, it's the it's the family. So um, so we're in the middle of that, just like just like everybody else is, and doing the doing the best we can and learning as we go, adapting and hopefully you know getting better uh, each and every day, learning so that uh, that in the weeks to come, if uh, if things don't get better, then uh, uh, then we're, well, we're a little more resilient.
0: I'm glad I'm not the only one with tourniquets. I <laughs> <laughs> have tourniquets oh, everywhere, man. I felt like had the such same a thing with water
2: box that stuff laying around. And then this happened, and I got to bust it out in front of my kids. and I said, okay, everybody take something. We're learning this today. And I was like, yes, dad is justified.
1: I have so many different kinds from over the years, and then some other different kinds that I've been trying out here and there. So, I need to just stick with like just one for the kids. Cause there are so many, they're all just a little bit different, um, but probably just need to stick with one. But uh, yeah, this is how we find ourselves.
0: You, you can't stick with just one cause everything does change over the years. And once you learn. Um, so I've, I'm still in LEO, I've been in LEO for a while. And you know, one of the things I started pushing like every quarter and this was, I'm not, this isn't an original idea is to practice cause we call every quarter is practice every quarter just putting on a tourniquet, whether it's on yourself or whether it's on a partner. Because they are like absolutely, if you haven't done it before, practice with a tourniquet. It's not like the movie where you whip off a belt and all of a sudden, boom, you're you're good to go. Practice. When that sucker is cranked down tight, tighten it a little bit more. You want to put it up and, hey, this is your tourniquet thing. Put it up as far as you can uh, where the bleed is and then crank that sucker off. We'll do a whole tourniquet class someday, I promise you. but uh yeah man (laughs) tourniquets are like my way of life um jack i know we've kept you on you are a busy man your book is coming out um but life is life is here brother and i appreciate you being positive i i really appreciate both of you guys with the smoke pit podcast and with your whole crew aj with jack just being kind of this is a different tip of the spirit this is where we come together as a as a nation and as a world and i'm i'm just you know I'm just happy, man. I'm happy you guys showed up. Now comes the best part of the night when my co-host asks some questions. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. She's got it. These are going to be the hard ones. These are the tough ones. <laughs> and this, We'll ask you for... I mean, a lot of people, we already asked AJ, but we have another question after this.
1: Um, What did you do in the military?
0: Hold uh, on. I get, let, me, hold me, me, let me... Let Em's got to know what you did in the military, because I already know. <laughs> and you have to explain it to a nine-year-old, Jack. Jack, what well, did you do in the military for a nine-year-old? Yeah,
1: so I was in something called the the SEAL teams, which are the Navy's version of special operations. And so we did things like jump out of planes and dive underwater and do things with explosives and weapons and uh yeah, I guess that's probably the best way to to describe it. But then we got so we had to train on all that stuff, and then we went overseas and and did it for real in uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan. So that's uh, that was a that yeah, I guess that pretty much encapsulates the twenty years right there.
0: <laughs> that's a good one, man. And I have a question. She has a question for both of you guys. Can you grab the the nightly question? And this doesn't have to do with your um with you personally. But this is, um, and you can't, and now you can't say the virus either. It has to be before the virus and not you personally. So hold on a second. And this is for both you and AJ. But first we'll go with Jack. Hold on a second.
1: Here. If you could go back in time, what would you change? Ooh, that's a good one. Cash there's so... Well, the history of the world is replete, unfortunately, with some pretty horrible events. So uh, I guess you could pick one of those. Um, gosh, but it'd be hard to pick because there are so many. I'm going one more thought into that. What would you change if you go back in time? I don't know. You know, I think I just, uh, I just wish that we would have learned from those mistakes in the past and apply the lessons going forward is a more general type answer. So we don't repeat those same mistakes over and over again.
0: Good. Well, some of the answers have been a little bit different. We've killed Hitler um, and we've reformed Hitler. Now, AJ, Jack, that's I like that. I like learn from mistakes and that's, we're going to have a heck of an AR after this whole thing's over with. Definitely. AJ, what would you change?
2: So one of the things that Dan and I have been doing, uh, my Primary host Dan Sharp, we've been doing for probably about 15 years now. Is what and the, the biggest problem is if you do, if you change something, what are the repercussions of that change? Oh, so there's no you Can't go too right far now. back? It, well, you never know. If I had to change any one thing that I think would have a positive impact on today, I would go back to the framers of the Constitution and I would tell them to be very, very specific. I'd say, look, I get the flowery language. You're trying to write a document that sounds good, right? We don't do that anymore. I get it. But everything needs to be spelled out, man. Just put it all. You can have guns. These are the guns you can have. These are the guns we think we should maybe ask you a few questions before you buy. Like, these are the rights you have. These are the rights you don't. Don't put them in uh, We the People. I mean, some great writing in there. Don't get me wrong. But just spell it out and be specific. Because how much of our... How much of our legal system and how much of our judicial system and how much of our our government is wound around the argument of, oh, well, they meant this. Oh, but they wrote this. Oh, but the Federalist Papers.
0: Just be specific, man. That's that's my brother. I hear you. Um, Jack, I'm going to give you uh, a minute here. What do we got going on? Oh, there we go. Boom. Boom. Right there. Exactly. Exactly um jack tell us uh when's the book release
1: april 14th so one all formats people always ask that uh is it available in audio yes is it any book yes uh so april 14th it uh it hits the street so coming up here pretty
0: quick and you use ray porter right yes he's awesome ray if you were out there you were one of the absolute best Audible people in the world. Um, absolutely. Jack um, has True Believer and The Terminalist, his ter- first two books. Uh, please check Jack. Every, if, obviously, if you're part of my audience, you, you've seen Jack before, but uh, definitely check those books out and everything. Gentlemen, I really appreciate this, man. This uh, uh, this is good, man. And anytime you'd like to come back on the show, I'm um, Jack um, AJ, you're definitely gonna be back on, brother. We're gonna do a whole smoke pit podcast soon um, online with the whole crew. But Jack, let the um, let those independent booksellers out there know that they have a forum here, man. We, I will definitely do virtual book um, virtual book tours. Anything, anything to help the community. You don't have to be military. You don't have to be law enforcement. You don't have to be first responder. If you're an author, you're a struggling book thing. Anything going on right now? Whatever we can do to help. Jack, thank you so much for coming on. Um Absolutely. AJ, thank you for having me. Hold on, let me let's give a big shout out to him. Come on. Say thanks, guys. Come on, It's my co-host okay. here.
2: <laughs> thank you so much for your <laughs> questions. Thank you for putting up with us. Yeah. Thanks for having us on, and uh we'll see you here in the
0: future. Yeah, Great. brother. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, just hang on hang on line real quick. Um, let me give my quick thing here, well, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Very special guests, Jack and AJ. Um, please subscribe. If you got a chance, just click down to YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, whatever. Subscribe to the show. Streaming live every night until this is over with. And really appreciate the support. Thank you, everybody. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate that, guys. That was great. Absolutely.
1: Hey, you guys, take care. AJ, great meeting you. Take care you out there good. and yeah, I'll see you
0: both soon. Take care guys. Bye. All right. See you later.